What's up, Arena Crafties? We return again this week to continue the Strixhaven Constructed Set review, focusing mostly on Standard. So we'll continue to go through this week, and then of course the set will be released on Thursday. And so the following week we will be able to talk about the format as it is live. Anyway, in the meantime, continue to enjoy these previews. Alright, um, Conspiracy Theorist, one and a red, creature, human, shaman, two, two, at rare. Whenever Conspiracy Theorist attacks, you may pay one and discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Okay. Then the second part of it is whenever you discard one or more non-land cards, you may exile one of them from your graveyard. If you do, you may cast it this turn. So this... This kind of like gives your spells madness when you attack with it. Except you don't get the cost reduction. It's probably just worse than Robber of the Rich. It's a two mana two two. There's a couple of those that see play. Clarion Spirit. Scavenging Ooze. Uh, this card is not Scavenging Ooze. Robber of the Rich. That one has haste. Yep. And you don't have to spend mana on Robber of the Rich to get the ability. Yeah, in a Bone Crusher world, that's that's the power level you have to be at. So is this card there? This card comes down and does nothing. If you attack with it, you can put mana into it to sort of turn it on, or you can have other effects that let you discard cards to sort of turn it on. Um, it There are some people who are going to be excited by this card because it leans into a style of play that they like. I read this and I'm like, that's a trap. Yeah, I think so too. The Christmas scenario doesn't happen that often, and is it even that good when it happens? Here's, here's one of the problems. You're playing this in like a red deck, and it's a 2-2 two, two for 2. So usually in those situations, like you're trying to beat your opponent down, right? You're not trying to get card advantage and spend extra mana for the pleasure of doing so. And so that's kind of the thing, like, just think about the scenario, okay? So what does this card let you do? On turn three, if it lives, if everything goes according to plan, and if your opponent doesn't have a good block, maybe they're tapped out, whatever, not likely to happen. So you attack with this, you pay the one mana, you discard a two drop, and you draw a card, and then you can play it this turn. So, okay, you really did it, right? You drew an extra card, you played a two drop. You're still not even that far ahead at that point. Yeah, the, the the great idea here is, at its best, it does a Dreadhorde Arcanist impression. I just, you know, I'm mm, not really feeling it. It is much worse than Dreadhorde Arcanist, and that card didn't even see much play in Standard. So, there you go. Alright, how about a read for us start from scratch? So, this is two and a red for a lesson. So, one of the cards you can fetch from that sideboard. And uh, it's a sorcery. Choose one. This card deals one damage to any target or destroy target artifact. That's good, right? If you if you have learned cards in your deck, this should be in the sideboard if you have red mana at all because you can destroy an artifact. Like that that is a thing that not every deck has access to and can give decks trouble. Yeah. I agree. You play it for the artifact clause and once in every like 30 to 50 games, you just get someone with the first option as well. Yet, oh, that's that that's that face damage we were looking for, man. Yep. Oh, baby. That's, that's <laughs> there head, you go. heading straight upstairs. You know, I expect at least once in the format to just die to that one damage and feel salty about it. You know what's going to suck is when they knock you down to 1 and then their learn card like fetches this and it's just face up revealed and they're waiting till next turn to have the mana to cast yep. it. <laughs> exactly. Son of a... It's, it's going to be painful, man. All right, Draconic Intervention. Two red red, sorcery at rare. As an additional cost to cast the spell, exile an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard. Draconic Intervention deals X damage to each non-dragon creature where X is the exiled card's mana value. If a creature dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead, and then you exile Draconic Intervention. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. What's up? Why? why? Uh, because why? they thought this card was powerful? They didn't want you to cast Draconic Intervention exiling a Draconic Intervention in your graveyard? They had to shut that down? It's combo? 
They didn't want us to get like Storm's Wrath out of our next one. I This card is weird and bad. So one of the things you want your sweeper to do is to deal with things at the earliest opportunity. And in order for this to work, you need to actually have had something in the graveyard in one of the previous turns, which is a big ask. And that card in the graveyard needs to be large enough that this card kills everything that you need it to kill. And one of the issues with that is that, okay, so Storm's Wrath is not even that good, and it deals four for four. So in order for this card to deal four for four, you need to have a four mana sorcery that you didn't cast in one of the previous turns in your graveyard, which means you had to pitch it or mill it. Um, and you're just, that's not going to happen every game. So you can't even rely on this card. So I, I kind of don't understand what we're doing here. I think we both know that it's here for those really expensive instants and sorceries that you can pay and then make a treasure so that on turn three, you can wrath for like seven or eight if you even wanted to. So, okay. I, I think that the, okay, it's asking a lot. It's a little magical Christmas land. I think for this card to be good, there have to be some cheap dragons that you play and then you do a one-sided sweeper. But if that's, if you have, like, if you're going to play Goldspan Dragon, do you need this? Like, I don't, I don't see why you would, I don't know. I'm not into it either, but there is, like, there is the potential to be doing a ton of damage with those treasure creating spells. And I think that's the main draw. And we've talked before on the last show, that's not my style of magic, but it it looks like they want that to be a deck really bad. I mean, they're really pushing it, you know? I mean, yeah, you, I, I do feel like you need to be playing dragons and have those dragons be a big part of your game plan to even consider running this card. Maybe some changeling ap- action. There yeah. you go. There you go. I mean, it's true that, like, it's. I'm struggling. I'm still struggling. Like, even if I curved out turns one through three playing dragons, I still just can't figure out why this card is in my deck. Here's what, this card would be gas if it was just Storm's Wrath that didn't hit dragons. That would be fine. I would give it a chance. I would I would play my, you know, my sprite dragon deck. I'd play this. I'd see if it was good. Okay, we have another lesson. Why don't you read Fractal Summoning for us? Ooh, a Simic lesson. X hybrid Simic hybrid Simic. Sorcery lesson. Create a 0-0 green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it. Guys, it's a, hyd- it's a Hydroid Crisis. Free Hydroid Crisis. <laughs> Bro! How are you not pogging? Oh my gosh. This reads as a flagrantly unplayable card to me. Maybe like random finisher in some weird control deck. Don't forget it's a lesson, which means in a way you get it for free for doing other things that hopefully your deck was kind of into anyway. Although we're running pretty short on good learn cards as we move deeper into the set. Like we've only had a few that I like and they aren't in this color combination. But if we get a good learn card and you're just kind of picking this up as the gravy on top of something you wanted to play anyway, then it's a mana sink and late in the game it can be powerful to just make a big thing. But I'm not saying it's going to happen. Well, here's my question, right? Like, I feel like control decks, control decks is where I would want to see a card like this as like a, as a finisher. But I just feel like decks have better options these days. You know, we have, you know, what's the, the pump land that you can put a lot of mana into? But are they better options that you get for free for doing something else? I mean, maybe not. Like this, this might be the best creature lesson, you know? Yeah, That's probably. Possible. You just, like, it's it's awkward because this is not a card I would ever play in a deck, but I would play it in a lesson board if the learn cards that I were in my deck should be there, you know, if, they, if they're holding their own anyway, which... Hmm. I actually happen to know that there is probably just a better lesson at Mythic, which, which is like a creature finisher, so we'll just have to read that when it comes. But I, I think that that kind of invalidates this card. Great. Cool. Foreshadowing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ecological appreciation. X two green. Sorcery at mythic. So this this one's gotta be a banger. Search your library and graveyard for up to four creature cards with different names that each have mana value X or less and reveal them. An opponent chooses two of those cards. 
shuffle the chosen cards into your library and put the rest onto the battlefield. Exile ecological appreciation. Alright, so we have like a like a baby Sultai ultimatum going on here. You called for a banger, I call for garbage. This card sucks. Oh, okay. Um, I thought I thought maybe you had already. Anyway, six. Let, p- picture it for six mana, which is a lot to put into a sorcery in standard. And you're going to search your library for four three drops of different names. Your opponent's going to choose the two that suck the most or that are the best, and leave you with the other two. Like, what is your deck that you can have all these three drops anyway, and have four different ones that are relevant? Because think about it, the good ones are gone. You get the third and fourth worst three drop in your deck for this situation. How is that good? That's six mana for six mana worth of the third and fourth best three drop in your deck. I just, I can't see how that's a something you play. Uh, you'd, you'd have to stretch back to older formats to have some more plausible hits on this. And even then, I don't know if it works. Still, like, yeah, if you get into older formats and you play this for four and you have four different one drops that are kind of bangers or for five and you have four different two drops that are really good, now you start to, you know, start to have some play, but, like, this is too expensive, I think. It it's it actually suffers from the uh, Emergent Ultimatum problem, which is, and I think they've done a good job of this, is they've tried really hard to make these cards not just have a win-on-the-spot combo on them. There's no, there's no combination of cards on Magic Arena that currently wins you the game on the spot when you cast Emergent Ultimatum. And they're really trying to make sure that that is the case with ecological appreciation too. So I think that this is, they've put a few too many, like, training wheels on this one there's a few too many safety barriers on this card to ensure that it doesn't end up being that good yeah it just really medium card yep totally it, it reads like a broken card at first but then you kind of realize it's just not oh this one's fun why don't you read strixhaven stadium for us cgb i i know you love this card oh, i hate you right now <laughs> hate you. <laughs> Welcome to the O in London, um, Strixhaven Stadium, three mana artifact. Let me get my glasses out. Jesus, this is so small, this text. Add, tap for colorless. It should just stop there. But anyway, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature deals combat damage to you, remove a point counter from Strixhaven Stadium. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to an opponent, put a point counter on Strixhaven Stadium. Then, if it has 10 or more point counters on it, remove them all, and that player loses the game. Oh, baby. We have an alternate win con. Is it good? This card is super weird. I do kind of love that it's a mana rock that can just randomly kill your opponent. (laughs) So that's pretty gassed. Hey, hey. I will, I will probably play this in Brawl, dude. I will probably play this in Brawl. It doesn't take much to play a Mana Rock in Brawl. Exactly. Every Mana Rock is pretty fine in Brawl. I, I think this is the worst one by a mile, though. But I, I just... Man. Why? Why are we... It, we get it. It's Harry Potter. But now we have to like have a, a Quidditch-like game on top of it. And on top of that, it has to be like this... All this text attached to a three mana artifact that just makes colorless mana that like nobody should play this card it's all about creatures hitting you to take the points and you hit them to gain the like you don't gain points when you hit them you gain them when you tap the stadium but you have to hit them with 10 points on the artifact to win so a creature does have to hit them but every time you take damage the points come back off it just seems like so convoluted and obnoxious and in paper it would just be annoying to track and in arena at least they track it for you but i'm just picturing like triggers like i don't know so this is what i think about cards like this in what scenario do 10 to 12 of your creatures connect in which you're not already winning the game what do you mean 10 to 12 of your creatures connecting okay so every turn you can put a point counter on strixhaven stadium 
Let's assume that your opponent is doing anything about it and dealing you any amount of damage on the backswing. So it kind of evens out. So let's assume that like in order to win with this card, you on average need to connect with like maybe like eight to 12 creatures. That's just a rough ballpark figure. How likely are you to lose a game in which you connected that many times? <laughs> right, right. This is what I'm not getting about this card. You either have to tap it 10 times or you have to connect 10 times or some weird combination thereof, and your opponent has to not be doing a better job of attacking you as well. What here, Here's what I'm thinking. You just play this in a control deck that's like 100 million percent removal, and then you hit them one time with like a 2-2 Crawling Barons with 10 counters on it, and you're done. Yep, there you go. <laughs> we did it. I don't want to do this. We did it. I really don't. I, yeah. don't, I don't like this. this. This card is just super weird and probably really bad and i'll probably still have to do it at some point because i'm a youtube content creator and my life is so hard <laughs> yeah it's cgb and saffron olive special right here manifestation sage so this is another one in the cycle of cccc cards so this one is four simic mana choices and it is a 2-2 creature human wizard. When Manifestation Sage enters the battlefield, create a 0-0 green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus 1 plus 1 counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your hand. Okay, huh. so I'm thinking on average, let's say you curve out. Let's say you play something on 2 and 3, and then you play this on 4. I think on the play it's a 3-3, and on the draw it's a 4-4. Something like that. The uh, the the fractal creature token. So, is that good? That's not terrible. It's not. It's not unplayable. Flagrantly awful. Yeah. The is it four hybrid cycle card was like terrible. The Boros one was a banger. This one's something in the middle. Usually, when something depends on how many cards are in your hand, it's not very playable because you need it to be good later in the game and you need it you know you can't just rely on having it like exactly on curve so you need cards in your hand and i'm not seeing like other than learning where you know learning just puts some random fluff in your hand i'm not seeing a lot of ways to just constantly keep your hand full at a decent rate so like this card is close though like blinking this flickering this uh we we have the thassa situation where it turns on thassa all by itself if you want to hit your opponent with that that's, six five that's a gassy combo for sure yeah and then thassa blinks it and makes more creatures that's it doesn't curve as well as the heliod one with the boris one for sure but it's something in in green it's a lot tougher because green doesn't usually wait what am i saying green usually draws a ton of cards these days <laughs> but uh oh man actually i i guess with henge you're just going, you know? Yeah, it's a bad combo with Henge, though, right? Because it doesn't... Maybe it, it probably doesn't help you cast the Henge. Yeah, probably not. But it uh, gives you something to gem raise onto, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. Get no, it's a, oh, yeah, yeah, with the Fractal, yeah. So one of the issues that I have with this card is that I think on average it gets worse the later you play it, which kind of means that like we're really leaning on playing it as soon as you can to get the most value mm. out of it. Yorian and Omen of the Sea can keep that hand nice and juicy for Manifestation Sage. I suppose. I suppose. And Yorian makes another creature. Okay. So good. Let's ask this question. Outside of the devotion, right? Let's say you don't care about the devotion, which is probably going to be most decks. Is this card just worse than a Seeker's Chariot? Yes. Because that's kind of what I'm thinking. All right, we can move on. All right, sounds good. Leonin Lightscribe. One and a white. Creature, cat, cleric, at rare. 2-2 two, two with magecraft. Whenever you cast or copy an instant or sorcery spell, creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. That is quite a powerful line of text. I guess the main question is, is there a deck for it? Wow. Uh, again, in standard, I, I, I don't know. White in particular isn't the place where you're casting instant or sorcery spells hardly at all. 
I, I'm picturing it though as the curve with the O1. Like if you play the O1 that gets plus two plus two with Magecraft, and then you play this, like every spell is plus three to that creature and plus one to this. It's so much. Is there um, an unleash? There's been unleash fury combo with Goldspan Dragon. What happens if you just unleash fury and run amok with this card on the battlefield? It's kind of crazy. But it sounds kind of meme to me, too. And again, it's a two-mana 2-2. Two -two. We talked about that stat line before. It's just so hard to play that stat line in standard. Yeah. it's So this card can be extremely powerful, it, it, especially, like, let's say you drop it on turn three or four and then play an instant or sorcery. You can just, like, really open things up. Imagine if you, like, in a Boros deck, let's say you play this on turn four and remove a blocker and you've already played some other stuff on curve, you might just be really dumpstering your opponent at that point. But it's definitely, you know, that's that's the the ideal scenario for a card like this, and it has a lot of fail states that aren't particularly exciting. Uh, yeah, like just you don't have spells. Luminarch Aspirin is just a free counter every turn. I mean, I'd just rather have that and... I don't really want, like, this as my fifth or sixth one, because now I have to care about how many instants and sorceries get in my deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very particular deck that plays a card like this, and I agree that it's uh, the same deck you put the Lumamancer in, and either there will be a good shell for that, or there won't. But the power level is there, so that's a thing to keep an eye on. How about Fervent Mastery? That's three and a red-red, five total, for a sorcery at rare. Oh boy, did you know that you may pay two red-red rather than pay this spell's mana cost? I would love to, CGB. I would love to. But wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You should know, you should read the fine print first. Wouldn't want you to get into trouble. But if you choose to do that, you know, to pay less, because you can make that choice. But if you do, um, an opponent discards any number of cards, then draws that many cards. So now do you want to know what you get to do? You get, to, you get to search your library for up to three cards. Put them into your hand, shuffle, and then you discard three cards at random. Oh, man. You, you had me there until the random part. <laughs> you knew it had to be bad. Oh, man. I was like, combo enabler, let's go. And, uh, yeah. Nah. Is there something? I mean... Is there a way for mana you draw three, discard three? Is there some way to pay this? I don't know. The only way this card is good is if you're able to get value from like pretty much anything in the graveyard. The cards you search up with this have to be playable from the graveyard, or your deck has to be set up in a way to make those cards work from the graveyard. How good would that have to be? Like those cards just don't exist, and they won't in standard. Like, the, like the dredge. Like we're talking about a historic version of dredge is what's needed, and it those cards are not here. And this this card is expensive. Even at two red red, it's expensive. So this this reads like the ultimate meme to me. Junk rares are back, man. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh man, there's gonna be some feels bad open packs in this set. Oh, I can't oh, wait, dude! Oh my, my, my stream is going to be trolling, trollers heaven. Oh, dude! Yeah, I, th I think constructed players, people who play strictly constructed and not limited, like their wild cards are just going to take a huge hit. Oh, well, maybe not actually. How many rares and mythics are you going to want to craft from this set? We're going to find out. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll do the retrospective at the end. <laughs> okay. Um. I think this card at least bears a consideration. So, Eureka Moment, two green, blue, instant, draw two cards. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. I think we can safely say that this card is worse than Growth Spiral, but could we ever imagine playing this card? I think so. How does this stack up versus, you know, Behold the Multiverse, right? Or other other of these four mana instant draw two spells? Well, tying ramp onto it makes it better than all of those. There's no selection, but I think you'd rather ramp than have selection. Especially if you're playing Simic, right? I, I think any color would rather have the ramp. You know, if this were a blue-white card, I would be losing my mind. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, that would be bonkers. Oh, yeah. um, so... 
This card is probably very good. Six is a weird spot. You can't cast an ultimatum for six, and you can cast Elder Gargaroth for five. So what are we doing? We're going to play Kogla, maybe? But uh, being cynical about that usually doesn't make much sense because you'll find something. Like, you find something to do with mana when it's free and easy to access. I would say that the fifth land, like getting your fifth land ramped out, is a lot worse than getting your third land ramped out, though. Like, this 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 card is not for every Simic deck. It's a, a very situational card that can take that turn off and recover from it. I agree. Yeah. Nice to note that the land comes in untapped. So, yeah, that's always a good thing. Plays well with cards like Mystical Dispute and stuff like that. Again, though, way better to have the third land untapped than the fifth. Like, like pa- playing a one drop or like a two drop maybe with this card later in the game is a lot worse than playing it early. Yeah, hard agree. It It is, I think that in a vacuum, this card is a better top deck in the late game than a growth spiral. Just gives yes. you more cards, right? Yeah, so, that's true. So that's kind of cool. But but yeah, I mean, you don't play growth spiral because of the late game. So yeah, I, this is a card to keep an eye on. I, I think that this card could easily show up. Yeah, and this will be a card where it's like, I want to find a card that plays well with this from this set because we're trying to make the Simic thing a deck. I don't feel like it has many tools yet. And then I see this and I'm like, okay, if we can hold off the early game, we can ramp into a really big late game. Let's see if there's something that's worth it. Absolutely. Uh, also, just drawing two cards gives you a better chance to find a land as well. Those growth spirals where you didn't have another land and you didn't hit another land felt pretty bad. Okay, why don't you read Accomplished Alchemist? It This this critter is an elf druid that's three and a green, so four total for a 2-5. Tap, add one mana of any color. Or, tap, add X mana of any one color where X is the amount of life you gain this turn. Notably, this is not... Uh, this is a tap colon, I guess? No, I guess that's the same thing. I was going to say, can you use this the turn you play it? No, you can't. It's still summoning sick. Um... So, you get mana of a color if you gain some lifey life. Are, are you excited about this? A weird card. Very weird card. This is definitely the kind of card which you can concoct into interesting scenarios, but the deck probably doesn't exist, and paying four mana for it is a lot of mana to pay for it. It so, sure is. So, yeah. Combination of slow card plus weird deck equals probably not playable but any any time you do have like a i don't know add add no ceiling on the amount of mana this card can give you card like it's a good one to just remember that it exists i think having said that i'm definitely not gonna prioritize this in my memory okay um (laughs) neither will i this next one augmenta pugilist one green green creature troll druid at rare it is a three three with trample which is always weird as long as you control eight or more lands however augmented pugilist gets plus five plus five we really did it this is what we're playing our silly six mana draw a million lands spell to enable but wait <laughs> mana, eight, eight trample baby on the back side there's a card which must surely be related to this card um three blue blue sorcery choose target creature you control each other creature you control becomes a copy of it until end of turn except those creatures aren't legendary if the chosen creature is legendary what the hell is this card i mean dude you can turn your whole board into something that you're not supposed to be able to. Into 8-8 eight, eight Tramplers? Is that the trick? Is that what well, we you Yeah, if you draw two of this card that, and you also somehow get eight lands onto the battlefield and are still playing Magic and can, can play this, yeah, you can get away with that. But you could also turn your whole board uh, into, like, Heliods. There you go. <laughs> you know? We're really doing <laughs> it. attack with all Heliods. Man, that all trigger each other if you gain life. I <laughs> can give each other lifelink. Um. I I think you said something to this effect on your stream that was like, "Why would I ever play this card when Kazandu Mammoth is in the format?" I yeah, I have no idea. Um, I think that the people who would play this card would play it for the backside to meme because I think this is 
another meme and just a line of memes that we continue reading. We are just hanging out reading memes. These Meme cards are, are ridiculous. Yeah. 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 And you know what? ACP Art Review returns to give a thumbs down on this Augmented Pugilist as well. This is just a, a weird <laughs> art, man. Okay. Okay. I mean, the Hulk is hulking, I guess. I don't know what's going on here. He's got a horn coming out of his mouth. Whatever. Okay. It's a troll druid. I I feel trolled. Do you feel trolled? I I feel heavily trolled. All right. You're the host. I'm snatching host roll for a second. Do it. Taking it from you. We're going to read emergent sequence. One in a green sorcery at uncommon. Search your library for a basic land card. Put it onto the battlefield tapped. That's rampant growth. Then shuffle. Oh, wait. There's more. That land becomes a 0-0 green and blue fractal creature that's still a land. Put a plus one, plus one counter on it for each land you had enter the battlefield under your control this turn. I mean, it's interesting. It's an interesting right? card. Yeah, for, so you play a land on turn two. You cast this. You go fetch a basic land. You put it onto the battlefield. It's tapped. It becomes a creature. It becomes a 2-2 because two lands entered the battlefield. Sure. So, I mean, this card is basically, what, this is like a Marileaf Pixie without flying, right? That's kind of what it, this card is? Kind of. It does, so it does take a land and make it vulnerable to, it, in, it takes a land and turns it into a Mana Dork, but it searches for any basic land. So it can be fixing in three, four, and five colored decks that hits a land type. If your opponent kills a land, now you have a basic land in the graveyard, if there's some reason for that it's just kind of a weird card and i thought it was interesting yeah it is so if you want what is on average going to be a 2-2 mana dock like like how does this compare with uh, the florahedron tangled florahedron well you it's a little bit bigger and it can make different colors mm-hmm. maybe better than that card i suppose the florahedron when you play it tapped as a land can't get removed right so yeah also you can gem raise onto it Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe like, I don't know, Magecraft, or I, I don't know. You're right. There's something interesting about this card. It does simply make your land get stomped. Yeah, which is kind of rough. <laughs> so that's the downside. But I, I thought it was interesting and worth a look that we have the weirdest rampant growth I've ever seen in the format. <laughs> you're right. You, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, no, not, not bad. Okay, um, Body of Research... Green, 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 blue, blue, blue. Sorcery at Mythic. Create a zero, zero, green and blue fractal creature token. Put X plus one plus one counters on it, where X is the number of cards in your library. Okay, I mean, that's thick. That creature is gonna be thick. Do you know what the maximum for cards in your library is on MTG Arena? 250? It is? Oh, man. We know what CGB goals. is doing. We've got goals. <laughs> it's a bit of overkill, but that's okay. I mean, this card, in most circumstances, is going to say, make a creature that's big enough to one-shot your opponent. Yep, for six mana. As a six mana sorcery speed creature should. Mm-hmm. So this, this kind of begs the question of how big is big enough. Okay, so maybe it's not a good enough reason to play a 250-card deck. <laughs> I mean, you make a good point. You got me you there. Know, the, I mean, memes need to be making, made. No, I, I, mean, I mean, you just playing this in a 60-card deck, if you get to do this and make a 40-40, then you're going to make a lethal threat. It's vulnerable to freaking everything, but you combine it with the Ozolith, and that's pretty funny. Okay, we really did it. Dude. I, I, now everything's a 40 a 40 40 there you go <laughs> I, I, is this card any is this card any good it is six mana it is the mythic it is a spell which works with a lot of things and we talked about that draw two growth spiral a minute ago um does this thing have a home just making a sorcery speed one shot killer i mean i i'm not totally discounting it like, I think this is the kind of card you pay attention to. Doesn't die to Heartless Act. 
Dies to eliminate. Yeah. Yeah, dies to eliminate. Well, let, let's go into that. So what does it die to? It dies to eliminate. It dies to petty theft. Mm-hmm. Is there any other cheap interaction it dies to? Drown in the lock. Drown in the lock. Claim the firstborn, which sucks. Oh! <laughs> oh, did you have to go there? Oh, man. That's a heartbreaker. I mean, good thing that card isn't played very much in standard at the moment. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That's going to happen to someone. That's a clip of the week. Yeah, that that's that's going to be gas. Making just a big beater is probably not enough. Like, Vorinclex is almost this, right? Maybe Vorinclex takes one more hit to kill your opponent. Oh, that's a combo, though. That's a combo. That's important. (laughs) We really did. That's important. Okay. But that's what I'm wondering is there are plenty of cards which are like basically like like Coma Cosmos Serpent is kind of just basically this card in a way. I'm definitely not just jamming this into every deck and thinking it's good. I think if you can get the sorcery back, like if you have a if you have a deck that's good at like getting stuff back from the graveyard, this could be good. Uh, it's also good if you can like cheat it out somehow. Uh, in 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 a vacuum, I'm not playing it. Yeah, probably not. Also, the mana cost is super restrictive. It is. Yeah. Yep. But definitely an epic card. Yeah, I I like that they went big. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, okay. This this was the one in the cycle that caught my eye. Quandrix Cultivator, one green Simic Hybrid Blue. This is a creature turtle druid at uncommon. It is a 3-4. When Quandrix Cultivator enters the battlefield, you may search a library for a basic forest or island card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. This card's interesting, man. You just have a thing for turtles? I do happen to like turtles. That's it. We figured it out. Is I mean, you think this is... Would you rather have the dies clause on Solemn or the plus one plus two on this card? I was just gonna compare the two. Actually, I was just gonna compare the two. I in in a vacuum, I actually like this better. Okay. I think for the reason that we've been kind of banging on about lately, which is that the onboard presence these days matters more than the cards in hand. I think you're right. Yeah. And so Solemn Simulacrum is it just hasn't been as good of a card now as it used to be in the past. It just it doesn't attack well, it doesn't block well. Your opponents just assume that at some point you get to draw a card off of it. Alright. So which Lovestruck Beast are you blocking better with this? I mean you know, <laughs> probably double blocking, right? Probably double blocking. Sure, sure. Okay. But you know, the the three four body is is like a real creature. Yes, it, do- it does survive Frostbite. I mean, your opponent probably isn't feeling that great if they have to point a removal spell at this thing. And the Forest or the Island does come into play untapped as well. I'm not saying that you just jam this card, but I, I do think that in a Simic deck, pound for pound is better than Solemn Simulacrum. But in that Simic deck, would you be better off with some black sources that are mostly free because of Pathways and a Triome, and playing Binding the Old Gods? Excellent question. Probably, that card is probably better than this card. I mean, I, I love a good Yorian target. I, I really do. But uh, Binding is so much better. If this made it into that deck, it would only be like a one or a two of. And maybe that's just fine. You know, it is an uncommon in a cycle, in a set that seems to be struggling to find its place. So maybe that's exact. Maybe that's totally reasonable for this card. Uh, one thing I like is that you get the land right away, whereas with Binding you don't, right? Now, most of the time Binding sticks around, but that is a vulnerability of that card. You're not wrong. Yep. Anyway, I, I put this in the maybe playable camp, and I'm, I'm, it, this card has my attention. I'm interested. Um, okay, I'm going to let you continue this proud tradition of reading the Elder Dragons. <laughs> Great. Awesome. <laughs> Galazeth Prismari is two and a blue and a red for an Elder Creature Elder Dragon. A legendary creature Elder Dragon. Mythic 3-4 Flying. When this card enters the battlefield, create a treasure token. Artifacts you control have tap, add one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast an instant or sorcery spell 
We did it again, man. We have another one of these cards. That is freaking, it's a 3-4 dragon, but it makes a treasure, so you want artifacts because it gives artifacts an ability, but you can only use the ability to cast instant or sorcery spells. So your deck is not allowed to have synergy, and we'll give it some synergy. Uh, man, I feel like if it didn't have that only instant or sorcery clause on it, like I'd be a lot more excited about it. I'm. I still think this card is all right. After all that, like, like this, just the design of the set for some reason, just like it punches me in the, the, the negative feels because I don't. I, I feel like they're rewarding things that don't make sense. But um, at least with this card, you have an ETB. It's kind of a. It's a ramp in multiple ways. Like you can just sacrifice. You don't have to set, tap the treasure for the mana to cast instants or sorceries. You can. You don't have to. But you can also just sacrifice it to cast something else. Um, but man, would you pay four mana for a three four flying make a treasure? Like that sounds like a limited card, a really broken limited card. But a like, it does sound like an uncommon, doesn't it? Yeah, and the fact that it's legendary as well is kind of a bummer. So if if you did somehow manage to decide that you wanted to play this in your deck, you can't even just go one into another one so yeah i i don't know man i'm i'm like mostly off it but i do i feel like this one has more it has the most potential out of the elder dragons that we've seen so far i think in larger formats or in commander like what are we doing with this because i i'm picturing where it's busted to give your artifacts this ability and how do we make a whole bunch of artifacts to even tap for mana i'm I don't get it, man. I just, I don't get it. I'm like an old person, man. I don't get these new cards. Well, it's, don't get the appeal, man. It's true. I mean, it has to be a deck that runs artifacts, instants, and sorceries, and this dude, right? It has to be a deck in which all of those things make sense. And it is kind of weird. I agree with you. It's not definitely not jumping to mind. I mean, it seems like a card that rewards you for maybe already having made a treasure earlier in the game but that just sounds like a game in which we've done nothing right like we've like done you know turn two we discarded a card made a treasure turn three maybe we play galazath prismari right i I just yeah i I, i'm picturing like we play birth of melitus we make an o4 wall then Two turns later we play prismari make a treasure we tap our wall and our treasure to cast a lofty denial and protect the Prismari. And, and you know, in that situation, we're doing it, but at the end of it, we still, we're chilling with a 3-4. Yeah, like, it's, it's just still kind of weird. And an 0-4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, your opponent is just busy, hopefully, casting better cards. Um, so, yeah, hard, hard, to, hard to place it, hard to imagine it. This one's certainly a compelling card. Decisive Denial costs a blue and a green. It is an instant add uncommon. Choose one. Target creature you control fights target creature you don't control. Or counter target non-creature spell unless its controller pays three generic. Does this one interest you? This one could be a banger. Like, like yeah, I you woke me up. What, what do we got here? So in a situation where the opponent has, like, where you have, where the opponent has creatures, it's a removal spell, as long as you have a bigger creature than the opponent. Guess what? It's green. You can play Lovestruck Beast. It, you'll, you'll get the job done. You can play Kazandu Mammoth. You know, this, yeah, this, this sucker's going to brawl. You can play a Ramp Turtle. It's great. Yep. I, no. <laughs> no. Hey, you might have... You might have a 40-40, all right, in this color combination go. from that uh, library card. There you but go. then on the other hand, it's mana leak mm-hmm. uh, for non-creature spells, like it, it, or negate, if you will. And yeah, I think the versatility on this card and the fact that it's good in both matchups, it one of the biggest problems with playing these kind of decks is that every deck needs, if it doesn't close the game fast enough, it has to counter emergent ultimatum. So you have to run counter spells and decks that don't want them, but then you're not running removal, so you're getting run over by white aggro, or you're getting run over by red. And this is a card that's good in both spots, and I like it. Like, this is my kind of card. This is a playable. All it asks is that you have some creatures. 
So exactly. So in order to put this card in your 75, you do need to make a plausible argument for how you're going to satisfy that fight clause because it's mm -hmm. probably just not good enough otherwise. But um, yeah, I, I could easily see this showing up. Yeah, I mean, just play some Lovestruck Beast, sell the Gargaroth, you know, play creatures. Like, I think in Simic you have to. Like, what is... Without Nexus of Fate, is there any Simic deck that's even conceivable that doesn't play some fatty boom-booms? Yeah, but probably not. Good good point. Good point, CGB. You uh, you make those every once in a while. <laughs> I just, I'm just pumped we got a good card we to talk know. about there, you know? I know. It's a nice little glue card. It costs two mana. Surprise, surprise. Instant! Yeah, how many sorceries have we looked at today? Well, it, they give us this two mana, like always useful instant, and they give us these rare, like sorceries that are so unwieldy. Anyway, we can we can roll, but I, I'm just like, look at it. Well, we're gonna roll right into another card, which I'm not probably gonna be that excited about. CGB, why don't you read for <laughs> <Okay>. us? <laughs> you you walked right into that one, man. Crackle with power. I I read it for okay. I didn't realize it's crackle with power. This whole time I thought it was cackle with power and I was preparing a good... <laughs> you, know, but it, you, you can still it's a disaster. do disaster. I did. Okay. <laughs> anyway, crackle with power is red, red, XXX. Sorcery. X, that's an X-rated card if ever I've seen it's one, a man. triple X. It's a Vin Diesel <laughs> card. Crackle with power deals five times X damage to each of up to X targets. Okay. Did so, did you misread this card the first time like me and Paulo Vitor? What? Uh, maybe? I, I don't know. I, I um, missed the X targets part of it, and I thought it was the most busted card ever. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to look at it then. Okay, so if you put one into this, and you're, you're paying a total of five mana... And then you're dealing five times one. So you're dealing five damage to each of up to five targets. No, right? each of up to one target. Oh! <laughs> That's the problem with the card. That okay, so, is the problem. so at sorcery speed for five mana, you do five damage to one target. It's a lava axe. It's just a freaking lava axe. Okay, so if we bump it up to two, then we get to deal... 10 damage to each of up to two targets for seven mana. Seven mana, 10 damage to two targets. Mm-hmm. That's like a bad volcanic salvo. Like a bad volcanic salvo. And then if we're paying, what is this, 11 mana? I'm done. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, you can do the math. I'm, I'll be over here with my soda. You know what's brutal on this card, CGB? is if your opponent's at 20 life and you pay 11 mana on this, it doesn't even kill them. <laughs> All right. So talk about, I don't know, this this card's more of a cackle than a crackle, I would say. Yeah, I'm done. Yep. <laughs> All right. Wow, they, dude. Can I just say, like, bulk mythics are back, man. Oh, man. <laughs> For a while there, every card had like a use or a place and bulk mythics are back yeah well Holy you know cow. at least us constructed players don't have to spend all of our wild cards you know just just save them up for the next spend them on historic because that's where they're gonna go oh they will okay they will. um <laughs> i've got to read this card cdb i've just got to secret rendezvous <laughs> one white white sorcery <laughs> They, they finally figured out how to get white good cards. Okay. <laughs> One white white sorcery. You and target opponent each draw three cards. Just really kind of rom like beautifully romantic when you read it, you know? It's like a secret rendezvous. It's so very, intriguing. And very just, just like so school. many rendezvous, it's it's costly. It ends up being costly. Um so you, the trick is you play Nasa and then you resolve this. Okay, good job. You did it. You really did it. Um, but otherwise, just don't play this card. I don't... I don't know. It's a commander card, right? And it's cute. Yeah, like, okay. That, that's its point. Yeah. It's it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a cute card. All right. It's great. 
Why don't you hit Devastating Mastery then? That's what happens. You do your secret rendezvous, and what happens? You get Devastating Mastery. I don't know. Two and a white, 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 white. So that's a total of six, four of which are white. Sorcery, rare. Did you know that you may pay two white, white rather than pay the spell's mana cost? But I'm eh? not going to want to. Probably not. If two white, white was paid, an opponent chooses up to two non-land permanents they control and return them to their owner's hand. And the text is destroy all non-land permanents. So you can, you know, you can pay this for four. Your opponent will bounce two things. That's not as bad as I think all the other stuff. To be honest. That well, is a four mana destroy all permanents, but they have to recast two of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, so we we did play Plana Cleansing, which was the same mana value, although this is four white, which is pretty steep. I mean, even in a two-color deck, that's pretty steep. So, but, you know, Plana Cleansing was definitely a card that saw play. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a terrible card just on the face of it. Um, but let's walk through some of those scenarios. Like, are you ever happy to play this for the four mana cost? Like, it's a tempo play at that point, right? Uh, yeah, it is a tempo play. But we've also, like, talked about Shatter the Sky, right? It's a tempo play. Like, Wraths have been used as tempo plays. You, I mean, you're not happy to play this against like a creature deck that's beating you down, though, right? I I don't. Think oh, if so. it if if they have you are if they don't have haste cards. If they have haste cards, it doesn't feel good at all. Really? I mean, you got to set them back. Surely you have a bigger game, right? Like you're staying alive for a reason. You must be able to outscale them. You just need the time. Yeah, just like all the other rafts better though. Are they? I mean, Doomscar is is probably better, but non-land permanence, like, it. I guess it depends. I, this hits Planeswalkers, Artifacts, and Enchantments. Are people playing those? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I'm... Here's something interesting about this card. It's not optional. It says an opponent chooses up to two non-land permanents they control. So if they control an Annex and an Indestructible God and you cast this, they have to bounce them. And that's better than a Wrath when one of their creatures might be indestructible. It's an interesting idea. but Yeah, so, the, like Seasoned Hollowblade, the dog. Like, those are, like, real pains. Here's the thing, though, is that in order for you to get your money out of this card, your opponent has to have a sufficient number of permanents to make it worth your while. And when they have a sufficient number of permanents, they will choose, they'll be able to choose the cards that work well for them, you know? I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I have many times, like, wrath one or two cards because people pace well or because maybe I went first for once in my life. So then this card just basically becomes Engulf the Shore? But there, but it's any permanent, like, and it's in white, which is kind of weird. It's bounce any two permanents. Like I said, normally, like where Doomscar has been failing has been because they sack their selfless savior, they discard to their seasoned hollow blade. Your big wrath destroyed one thing, and it was a dog. You know, I mean, you're right. Like this is a board clear, right? Like mm -hmm. it does clear the board, no questions mm -hmm. asked. So that's pretty good. I mean, in a format, like, it still suffers from the Faceless Haven problem. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this one, man. And it, it, more than anything, it's just because Planar Cleansing doesn't seem particularly good right now. Yeah, if it said Exile, it would be bonkers. Yeah, Exile would be sick. But I'm, I'm coming down fairly low on this card. Um, but it is a powerful card, and... Good to good thing to have in the format for sure. It's yeah, an option. I'm after saying all that. Like I can come up with ways this is good. Is it going to be what you actually want to do? I don't know. And all all of these cards with the you can pay less, but it'll suck if you do are really not my. I'm not feeling them. Yeah, I'm I'm struggling with the cycle as well for sure. All right, Silver Quill Silencer, black and a white for a creature human cleric at rare. It is a three two. 
As Silverquill Silencer enters the battlefield, choose a non-land card name. Whenever an opponent casts a spell with the chosen name, they lose three life and you draw a card. Naughty naughty. Yeah, this is not Meddling Mage. It's not Meddling Mage. I'm trying to see, like, we have to really add up the black-white cards and see how aggressive you can get. Yeah. Because that paying three life only matters if the opponent is under significant pressure. And exactly. It is really hard to put them under pressure in black-white if you've tried that color combination. Like, you've got to have the pieces. Also, it is an enter-the-battlefield trigger. The opponent can heartless act this with the trigger on the stack. Oh, that's true. And the card does have to be on the battlefield when that, you know, to get the lose three life and draw a card action. So that's a bit nasty. However, if you are on the play and you just play this on two and name stomp, the opponent's not in as good a spot as they might have hoped that they'd be. Then again, if they don't have the stomp and they just play the Lovestruck Beast and you sit there with your 3-2 being like, what do I do? And then they cast Bonecrusher Giant. Yeah, they can still cast Bonecrusher. Yeah, right? then, yeah, it's awkward, right? Yeah, if you name Bonecrusher Giant, you will not get paid when they cast Stomp. Yeah. Yeah, so one of the issues with this card is just that it's... Like, you're incentivized to try to hit higher impact spells when you name this, or spells that mess up an opponent's curve. Those are the two... Oh, stuff they have to cast. Yeah, yeah. stuff they feel priced into casting. Yeah, exactly. And so um, it's just, like, when the opponent still gets to do that stuff, it's just not as good. Now, I agree with you. The life has to matter. And this is a 3-2 for 2. So, mm-hmm. if we're playing some kind of random, aggressive Ozov deck, I could see this being a player. I'm definitely not dunking on the card. I mean, it's priced to move. Um, it has text. So, that that's it for me. Like, you have to have, like, a deck that cares about curving out and dealing damage to the opponent. And then when you do, then you definitely consider a card like this. But... Having said that, it's a little bit hard. Maybe we'll read a lot more, you know, Ozov or Silverquill, I suppose, cards in this set that will kind of make a better narrative for that deck. Elite Spellbinder and this, like, to me, there is a narrative there. I don't need a ton of things around it, but it would be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely also looking like, are we going to want to play, like, Fight as One? Does protecting this card make it even better? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. Yeah, so not not a terrible card, a card which, you know, it could fill in a gap in the right shell. But this isn't like yeah, this is not meddling mage, so just get get that out of your mind. Um Okay. How about Dream Strix? Two and a blue for a bird illusion. It is a three-two flyer that is rare. And when Dream Strix becomes the target of a spell, sacrifice it. When Dream Strix dies, you learn. Do you have to kill your bird to learn? This is kind of dark, man. It's kind of messed up. Well, it was like all it. a dream, so. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. It was all an illusion. Well, Poor Hedwig, man. Um, this is a weird card. Weird card. A 3-2 flyer for three is... It's not hot, probably. I don't think so. I don't think I would just play that card. And this... Yeah. Here's the thing. Can they ignore a 3-2 flyer for three? Can they just ignore it? Because if they can ignore it, then it never has to die. You never learn anything. Yeah. And when you learn, it's not like you broke the game. You got a little bit of value. You got probably a substandard spell as we've discussed. Yeah. Yeah. So like this, this card, the problem is right. <clears throat> it doesn't attack that well because it's a three mana spell, right? It's a three mana, three, two flyer. It's just not that big of an impact and it doesn't really block that well. And so yeah, so even if you do get to learn from it, again, it kind of suffers from the same issue as that that red burn spell that we were talking about earlier, where like the tempo is just it's a, just a bit too slow, I think. I will say this, like if it were a mana less, it would be awesome. And here's the other thing about it. If you target this with a Brazen Borrower or with a Bone Crusher Giant, it sacrifices itself. They don't get the Giant or the Borrower. So, it, it, like, if this were a mana less, it would be pretty hot. If if this but, were a 2-1 flyer for one and a blue, it would be a cool card, right? It would be okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, I agree with you. I think it's just a little bit too slow, a little bit too pricey. I don't imagine it's going to show up in constructed. Yep. Okay. Um, Mercurial transformation. One and a blue sorcery lesson at uncommon. Until end of turn, target non-land permanent loses all abilities and becomes your choice of a blue frog creature with base power and toughness 1-1. One, one. Or a blue octopus creature with base power and toughness 4-4. Four, four. What an odd card. And it's a sorcery, which is kind of a bummer. Couldn't this at least yeah, be an instant? What? what the hell is this? Okay, so here's here's, I guess, the thing. If you attack... First of all, if you haven't picked this yet and the opponent doesn't see it coming, you can attack and then maybe they they block your 1-1 with their 4-4 and then you turn their 4-4 into a base power 1-1 and the one damage that was already on it kills it. I just don't see any of that actually happening. Okay, so here's what it is. You attack with your Dream tricks and they block with their 4-4 flyer and then you learn this and you use that extra card to kill it. It sounds terrible. You really I, I'm it. done. Yeah, this I'm off it. This card is kind of crap. I actually don't even know if I'd play this in limited, so it's kind of a shame. All right, Arena Crafties, that wraps this one up. We will have two more released this week, and then you can look forward to next week as we get into the format and what we're seeing so far. Good times. <laughs> <laughs>